everyone. Welcome to Car Chat Podcast, and I'm Amy. And I'm Jamie. And each month, we chat in my car about one woman of the Bible. And just to clarify, Jamie and I are not driving around town. <laughs> we um, are not. <laughs> we are stationary, sitting in my yes. car. Actually, today, we ate at uh, Kava down here at Class and Curve in Oklahoma City, and we <laughs> found a kind of quiet spot, and we are having this conversation together yes. in my it car. It sounded last time like we were actually driving because there was traffic going past That's us. That's right. But we were stationary. We were stationary. There's too much. <laughs> we talk with our hands too much driving around. But anyway, the Car Chat Podcast, um, our heart and our hope and our desire is to gather a community of broken yet redeemed women, both here with you listening and also with the women of the Bible, to learn about the presence and power of God in our lives. We're answering the question, who is she? Because at the end of each episode, we hope that you'll discover these two things. One, that she is a lot like me, uh, and she is one of us. As well as the second thing, who God was to her and is to her, he is to me. Yes. So those are the two things, sweet friends that are listening. We can learn about the presence and the power of God as we build this community. And another note uh, to say is that this conversation applies to every woman. We will speak through the lens of ministry life because that's where we serve here in Oklahoma. But it is relevant to every single one of us. So listen up. You are not alone in your faith or in your struggle, even if you feel like no one's around. That's right. And in your growth. That's our goal. That's what we're hoping to encourage. It is so true. We are talking about Deborah. So before you started starting, do you remember who you thought she was or do you yeah, remember she was like a bible her? version like in the watercolor pictures at church like a bible version of Shira or something like a warrior lady yeah like i imagined her kind of giant with leather like a leather mini skirt you know kind of that yeah. kind of thing in her sword and that's not it yeah that's interesting yeah. i have to be honest i was intimidated quite a bit by her as I was looking at the list of things that we were doing I was like okay I can do Eve I, I know Hagar mm-hmm. but Deborah I just didn't know. And yes. I had read her story before and I've seen those pictures of her looking a lot uh-huh. like that, but I just didn't, I didn't know. And this is what, as I came to study about her, what I began to realize was that I'm intimidated because in scripture, there, there's no portrayal of her brokenness. There's no portrayal yeah. of a weakness in yeah. her. And that's why I think I was intimidated yes. by her. But there's a lot of relatability in her story. Yes, there is. And some assumptions, not assumptions probably isn't the right word, but some things we can conclude as we see the fullness of her story. Mm. Because she was more humble than we, than someone with her accomplishments mm. maybe would have thought. She's like one of those girls, you know, the people you know that are like, why does everyone say they're intimidated by me? You know, I imagine yes. meeting her someday and being like, what? It's just me. I, you know, I just have, I, I'm glad to see you. I'm glad to know you. This is what I'm doing. That's really like, good. Well, you're really scary to us. <laughs> Seriously, as we see just the two-dimensional version of yes, you. Yes, exactly. But when we get to know people, and as hopefully through this episode, as we uh, talk about what we've learned about Deborah and you listeners are listening and, and hopefully learning about her, that you too won't be intimid- intimidated by her yeah. figure or by her story, but there is so much to learn from her yeah. because she is one of us. She and, is. And um, God was so faithful to 
her and we're going to, there's a lot of treasures to learn about yes, her. Definitely. So one thing that we want to do at every episode is absolutely anchor everything that we say by God's word and yes. by his truth. Yes. Now there, we were taking some liberalities and being curious about her life yes. and making her relatable and, and kind of wonder about some things. But ultimately, it's all based on scripture. So you will yes. find Deborah's story in Judges 4 and 5. Yes. So you can open that up now or jot it down, and you can go back to Judges 4 and 5. Yeah. You'll see her read story. It. Read, read every bit of her story. It's fascinating. It is, and it's short, four, just two chapters. Yes. And so you can really get a glimpse um, of the overview that we're going to give today, but you can mm-hmm. really dig in and allow the Spirit to speak to you through His Word. One other thing that, that we think is important to add is uh, kind of a snapshot of Deborah's life, an overview of the storyline points that we're going to be talking about, because really our focus is going to answer the question, who is she, with three describing words or phrases. But before we do that, we just want to give you a picture of what her life was, basically just the truth points. So here's a snapshot. Deborah was a judge and a prophetess to the Israelites in a time of political chaos, evil, and sin. And you can find this all within chapter four and five of Judges. Yeah. But this is just the synopsis. The Israelites had been in slavery for 20 years under King Jabin is my <laughs> Oklahoma translator. I think that works really pronunciation. well. <laughs> and I will probably fall back to that, but I do have to tell y'all, and Jamie can see in my notes, that I went to blueletterbible.org and looked at the pronunciations and clicked on that little microphone to hear the pronunciations yeah. of all these words. And his yeah. name in Hebrew is Yavin. Yavin. Perfect. So, but I'm going to say Jabin. <laughs> I, like I don't it. think, I think it'll sound weird, Yavin, coming from me. <laughs> but King Jabin, and, and he, they were under his slavery for 20 years. And it's interesting in scripture in verse three, it says that they were tormented and oppressed severely. Mm-hmm. So we need to kind of understand the context. So they cried out to God and God used Deborah in his deliverance plan. Mm-hmm. Deborah told Barak to attack Sisera and Sisera was a commander of King Jabin's army. She didn't fight, but she went with Barak and her presence bolstered Barak's courage to fight victoriously for the Lord. God showed up in some amazing, miraculous ways to help Barak's army obliterate King Jabin's army. Yeah, it was all God. It was. (laughs) And it says that in the text. It says he... He made the victory. Yeah, mm. that's one of the best places. It is. It's so cool. So then, when uh, Commander Sisera flees for his life, he takes refuge in the tent of a woman named Jael. Which Jael ends up driving a tent spike through Sisera's mm-hmm. temple while he slept because she gave him milk so he would be sleepy so that he would die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and that was it. And then you see that that Israel continues to press in on King Jabin and mm-hmm. ends up uh, defeating him. That's right. So then you see Deborah singing a song of praise and gratitude mm-hmm. for the Lord's deliverance with Barak. Yes. So that is kind of the context nutshell. Nutshell. I'm nutshell. starting to talk all weird with these pronunciations. <laughs> the nutshell of the story. Yeah. Now, we're going to kind of dive in and talk through as we get to know Deborah and really see who God was to her. So who is she? This time with Deborah, I cannot just stick to single words. These are three phrases that help describe her. And I think that, oh my gosh, when I began to put names to the things that I saw about her in scripture, she really became one of us. She really, I really can relate. And I am so grateful for women in scripture who lead by example of how we should be. And I think that that's what we need to see in her life. And some of her challenges are, even though, I mean, this is such a long time ago, 
pretty early on in the biblical story, in the biblical narrative still to have, she dealt with some of the same challenges that we are dealing with pretty profoundly today in, in the way that we are learning how to be leaders, uh, women who are leaders and how we're training our daughters and our spiritual daughters to live up to everything God has called them to be. Mm, that's so good. Well, the first phrase that we have in describing who Deborah is, is she was, and I think a lot of you can understand this, she was a busy go-to girl. <laughs> yes, she was. So when I say that, what, <laughs> and you knowing her story, what do you think, how would you explain what that means about her? Well, I get tickled because her name means honeybee, which oh, I think good. is kind of almost an image you see of that. Uh, and I think <laughs> the way she's busy and the way she was necessary to keep uh, spreading the goodness of God because she led in a, in a season. This is the season that's in between Joshua's leadership and Samuel's leadership. And it was void. I mean, there were, there were not, there was not good leadership. And of the 12 judges in this time, she's the one, I think, and this is just my opinion of the 12, all of their stories, you can read them. She rose so beautifully to the challenge of leadership in a time when it was really difficult to do that. And so just what we know, the little bit we know about what it meant to be a judge, she would have been very busy and her life would have had a lot of demands. And we know she was also a wife. Mm. So there, there, there had to be a lot that she was, that she was about. And I think that that speaks to all of us because it does say in verse four, she was a prophetess, Mm -hmm. a wife and a judge. Mm -hmm. And it says that she sat under the uh, tree, the palm tree. Yeah. And they named it after her. (laughs) Yeah. The palm tree of Deborah and the Israelites came up to her for judgment. So she was settling and hearing disputes day in and day out Mm -hmm. as a judge. Yeah. So for those of you who are in the leadership (laughs) positions, you know that this is a part of leading is, is working through people working together. Yes. And that is what she did day in and day out. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember studying this. Some commentators would say, well, the only reason she was allowed to be the judge is because there was, there were no men who could do it. But the fact that we're just about to come on to a a character in the narrative, the military leader, Barack, Mm -hmm. I, I feel like she was chosen by God and by the people to be this leader at this time. Or, or maybe chosen by God, entrusted by the people to lead them during this time because of who she was. She had the skills and the compassion. Later, when she is remembering herself and her leadership, she calls herself mother. That's how she saw herself. So she was learning and rising to the challenge of balancing all of this. And, you know, I think of our ministry wives who supported husbands and had their own ministry during COVID mm-hmm. and doing this thing we've never done before. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had never, it was just so overwhelming. I remember thinking we are really not going to meet in person mm-hmm. for how long? We don't know those kinds of thoughts and figuring out how to help your people and be with your people when, when people are sick and dying and the fear is so strong I think it's a similar time because Mm -hmm. these people were oppressed. They were tormented. Mm -hmm. And so as they are coming to her, their needs would have been Mm -hmm. immense. Mm -hmm. And I I just think that's definitely something we can, we can relate to with her. And one other thing that I noticed within this, this text is that every day she showed up at the, at the palm tree Mm -hmm. and I would guess, I mean, they didn't have Google, they didn't have emails (laughs) and people weren't making appointments saying this is my issue so that she could prepare. Yeah. She fully came to the palm tree to serve people and serve the Lord 
confident that God would give her direction in yes. the moment. Yes. And how often I get so stressed out for thinking everything that could possibly happen because I don't want to mess up mm-hmm. instead of settling into God's calling for me yes. and trusting that I will hear his movement when he moves. Yes. And I think if you're feeling busy and overwhelmed, maybe some of it could be because you think you have to be prepared for everything. Yes. And all you need to do is be wise, be diligent, be faithful, be obedient. But when each day comes, show up. Yes. When each day comes, trust that the Lord will give you the wisdom because He has called you to do and to be wherever you are. And live, serve with the overflow of who you already know you are in Him, the lessons He's already taught you. That's why we prioritize that time. That's so, so that we good. can lead from the overflow of that. Mm. She's That's so good. So she was busy, but she was also very wise. Mm-hmm. Um She lived believing the truth of God's word. We see in this text that she said, because God said it, Mm -hmm. uh, you go and do this. Because Mm -hmm. God said it, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, she didn't make this stuff up. The whole whole narrative that comes after this wasn't her idea. (laughs) It was not her idea. And how many of you are in, listeners, are in a a, a scenario right now that you did not mic up? And you're like, Lord, this is so crazy. I cannot even believe that this is my storyline. But you are in it because you believe him at his word. Or maybe you're floundering and you're feeling very worried and and, uh, anxious and doubting him. Mm -hmm. We hope that through this text that you will know that God is in the works Mm -hmm. of how he brings victory for you and for himself. She, this is one of the things that both of us uh, illuminated within our study of her, but that she was very wise in the way that she managed people. Yes. She was very wise. I call it boundaries just because she knew her calling and she knew what she was responsible for. Yes. But then we have different players. We have Barack and then we also have JL Mm -hmm. who were significant pieces to the story. So basically, what I'm trying to say is, Deborah didn't feel like she had to do it all. No, she didn't. And how many of you out there listening, me included, and I know Jamie too, feel <laughs> like we have to do it all? <laughs> if you are in like this whirlwind of of emotion and overwhelmingness, yes. because you feel like you have to do it all, yeah. we hope that in the truth of Deborah that you will feel and know that there's different people that God has to come in and mm-hmm. play different parts of the story. That's right. And that's one thing that we want to what we want to talk about right that's now huge. with with Deborah. How do you see that playing out in Deborah's life in the way that she led? Well, she she knew what her role was and the the way that we know that is because this the text says she was a judge and a prophetess. So then when it says and I know we're getting to this that she she heard the message from God because it says uh, after it talks about her sitting under there, it says, the Lord has commanded. So she's saying, I'm not telling you to do this. But so she was listening to God. She didn't uh, take this whole message. She didn't look at this like, okay, we are oppressed. I'm the judge. This is my plan. This is how we're going to take care of it. She waited until God gave the instructions. And in chapter four, he gives the entire plan, even says what's going to happen, which we tease about that all the time. If God would just send down a letter from heaven that told me, well, he did. He gives it very clear. And, and Barack doesn't quite live up to that. He needs a little bit more reassurance, which is okay. But the way that Deborah gives the instructions, the way that she follows through on the instructions, the way that she supports Barack, the way that she corrects him and gives kind of a, well, this is what's going to happen. All of that shows so well that she was staying in her, 
staying in her lane, not that someone else had created for her, but staying where God had created her to be. And because of that, she could be the best uh, version of herself sounds wrong, but the she could be live up to what God had asked her and called her to do while also making space, like you just said, for other people to do it too. And I, I'm telling you, I would rather be the one that at the end of the day can stand with a row of people and know that we won together and I was able to call out strength in them than be standing there by myself saying I did it. That What we want, what Christian life really is about is that as we progress in our life and toward kingdom purposes that God has called us to, that we're doing it together. Mm. And I would, I want to, I want it to be arm in arm with people that I love, brothers and sisters that are working together. And that's one of my favorite things that we see her illustrated as we go into the, into the story when she tells him to come on, let's go. Mm. And Brock's like, okay, well, only if you go with me. That's right. She goes, okay. She went with him. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love that. The wisdom that it took, uh, that she had and what you've said before. And I think plays out here is that it wasn't just wisdom that just automatically showered down from heaven on her. Mm -hmm. It was a life Mm -hmm. that she had lived of leaning into the Lord and trusting Him and obeying Him and serving Him and loving Him. And so if you are curious, uh, if you're listening and you have this issue that you're just trying to figure out what's wise, what's wisdom on, God, I need wisdom on this. I would say instead of just searching for the answer to the problem, lean into who God is and ask Him to tell you who you are. That's right. That's so good. Because that's what Deborah knew who she was. And because of that, because of the Lord, and because of that, she was able to to confidently speak yes. with wisdom to Barak and yes. to how the Israelites were going to be free of the slavery. Mm-hmm. And there was a season in my life in the 20s where I was, I was a church girl who knew all the things about Jesus. But in my 20s, I really had to own my faith for myself. And I almost, I didn't start from scratch because I had a lot in the the storehouse of God's truth mm-hmm. in the my foundation. life. Mm-hmm. I did, but I didn't own it for myself. Right. And so wisdom was a really big thing for me because I thought, if God's word is true and he says that you need to search for wisdom, like gold and silver, mm-hmm. and then we get it. Mm-hmm. But I want wisdom, but I'm not willing to do that. Right. Then, then how in the world do I think I'm going to get wisdom? Mm-hmm. And so I envisioned like if someone had buried jewels in my backyard mm-hmm. and I would search, you better believe I'd be out there <laughs> day and night digging up every piece of the dirt and the sod mm-hmm. to find those jewels. Mm-hmm. If God's wisdom is that jewel, are those jewels, how am I to seek for it? So that's Mm -hmm. what began my study. And I just began to pray, God, give me wisdom. Give me eyes to see. Mm -hmm. So I asked God for it. I searched for it in his word and got to know who he was. Mm -hmm. And that was 30 years ago. And I am still reaping the blessing and the benefit of that journey because there's certain things that come up in life, right? With your kids and your husband and with certain people in your life that are presented to you that you haven't studied that particular situation mm-hmm. um, in wisdom or the right answer to right. do it. You don't have like this log uh, index of going back, but because of how you've leaned in the Lord and how he's grown you and seen you in that moment, the Holy spirit gives you the words to say and really laser. There's certain times in which people have come to me for advice. And I had never said the words before, but I was <laughs> able to speak so confidently, mm-hmm. believing what my suggestion or advice would be yes. 
but it was all those years in the making. So if you're at a place and you're struggling for wisdom and you just don't know whether it's a a life of wisdom that you want to have or whether in a certain situation, Mm -hmm. instead of doing more Googling and research on that one particular scenario, Mm -hmm. go to the root and the root is God's word. And be able to lean into that as yes. he speaks to you personally, day by day by day. Absolutely. And I think that's the life that Deborah lived. Yeah, it is. And I think that that is something that we all can learn from. It is. It's beautiful. So the second thing we, we see first that she was busy, the busy go-to girl. She was. She held a lot of responsibility. <laughs> she did. But then she also heard from God. And we've alluded to this mm-hmm. already. But as a prophetess, as a prophet, God spoke to these prophets to deliver a word to the people. Yes. And he did that with Deborah. Deborah knew God so well that she heard his voice so distinctly that she was able to say in this text, it has become clear to me. Yes. I like clarity. I like clarity too. <laughs> and often I don't have a lot of clarity. But she heard from God. And um, as you have studied that and read that, uh, what other layers and colors can you add into that piece? Well, I love, I already mentioned how he, he gave them the whole plan. And I love that Deborah says, this is what we're going to do. Barack, she, she calls him into it. And she's able to share, this is what God has instructed. This is the entirety of the plan. So let's go. And then he falters and struggles. And then later, one of my favorite things is later when she says, let's go up, get up. Arise. We're going, mm-hmm. we're going. This is, this is all happening. It's exactly as he promised. And I think when we are confident in our search and our hearing of God's word, it gives us courage as we share it. And so one of the things that I love about this this point about Deborah and what characterized her is she heard from God and she led from that. She led from that understanding. She was confident in it. And she included other people because yes. she knew that it was not her plan and it was not her victory. Mm-hmm. She knew it was God's. And so that gave her almost the invitation to have others yes. come alongside her. Absolutely. Because we often like to have the credit for God's victory. And I think that when we begin to just enter into the spaces of places that God has called us to serve and to Mm -hmm. lead with a humble heart, knowing that it is God's glory and not mine, Mm -hmm. that that gives us open arms to walk alongside other people. Yeah. And I love, this is a little bit hard for me because I don't ever want to have to say the hard things. And Deborah is a really good example. If you're ever struggling with this, look to her example. If you know you have a hard truth to tell, uh, she she does so well with this because right at right at the start when she says Brock, this is what God has commanded, let's go. And he said, "Well, I'm only going to go if you go with me." That wasn't really part of the instructions. It was a demand he made in addition. And she said, "Okay, but the glory that's coming will fall to a woman." And we we were teasing about this earlier, but I think the only reason he was okay with that is because he assumed it would be her. That's and true. Not he thought it'd be. And he was like, "Whatever, as long as I have you, I I need your reassurance. I need you." He he was relying on her strength, which is fine. Mm-hmm. There's, it's not that that's bad. But then later when she continues to, to give that, and then when she's singing later, she says, these are the ones that came to help us, the tribes that came to help us. And these are the ones who didn't. Where were you? Mm-hmm. So she, she calls them out with confidence. She, I love that she is truthful. Not like we usually the word, but like truth, capital T, F-U-L-L. She is oh, full of truth. And and the reason she can tell truth both in calling out the courage in other people and sharing God's messages with other people, but also giving correction that actually has mm-hmm. power and isn't prideful mm-hmm. and isn't self-serving like so often it is for us or so often as we've received it. 
the reason she can give that correction is because she is truthful, mm-hmm. full of it. And that should be a characteristic that we, when we look to Deborah, that should be what we see and what we That's really want good. to emulate, what, what we want to imitate in her and, and have, and just kind of maybe go a little bit deeper into our own understanding of what it means to be a woman who's so invested in hearing from God through his word that we can become truthful, more truthful. Mm. That's characterized. And we know that truthful does push up against uh, people. Yeah. And it is hard to say the hard things. Mm -hmm. And I had not seen that as a part of her story Mm -hmm. before. But she was able to say the hard things and Mm -hmm. hold up the truth. She does. Even though it was kind of like a little... Slap on the hand. It, it was corrective, and to corrective to, to Barack, to her people, but also to her enemies. Mm-hmm. She's able to say, "This is the truth of who you are," and that's that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And she ends the whole thing with, eh, "God's enemies will go, but his friends will be like the rising sun." I just love it. You're like, "Bye, right, <laughs> you know, I'm out." She's yeah. she's very it's very really confident good. in that. Yeah, and that's something for leadership. If you think that being a, a ministry wife, uh, a mom. Or any kind of leader in any setting. We all are leaders, yes. all of us. But I am in conversations with women all the time, and they squirm at that word. But we are. Every every woman is a Christian leadership woman, all in of us. Some, in all some of us. way. Every one of God, we yes. are leading. So in that leadership, sometimes I think that the godly way to leader is the godly way to lead mm-hmm. is by making everyone happy. Mm-hmm. and making everyone love me. Mm-hmm. And so that means the recipe to that is not saying hard things. Right. But what we learned from Deborah and what we know as we've been in leadership for any amount of time or been a parent for yes, any amount of time, absolutely. we have to say the no hard things. at all, yes. We have to say the hard things in order to have it be healthy, in order to be true to who we are. And so let's learn from Deborah that she can be strong and gracious mm-hmm. and participating mm-hmm. as well as saying the same things, yes. but with truth. And mm-hmm. I know with grace, yes. because when you deliver things with God's truth, it always is packaged in his grace because yeah. it's not about you. It's about him. Yes. And from him comes all grace. And there is no rejection from him. No rejection of our being, of who we are. So if there's correction from him, it's, it's not to reject us. It's to help us. And Ooh, so when good. we can, when we can see that in, when we can be that as leaders and also receive it mm-hmm. from leaders. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's, that's everything. really good. Um, that's really good that's because everything. we see that in, in, in her too. We yeah. Do. She's great. Oh, she's great good. at that. And later in her, in her, when she's singing, you learn so much about her in the song in chapter five, but you know, she's a mother and she's unifying and she's, she is prioritizing the togetherness of the nation, but not completely to the exclusion of also offering correction. Mm. She's not so interested mm. in them loving her that she's not willing to say the hard things. So mm. she's, she's a good example mm. of the balance of that. And you know, when you just said that, I thought about how easy it is to lead and evaluate your success based on how people love you. But Mm -hmm. with Deborah, she was evaluating her success based on her obedience to God and his calling. That's right. And that's a game changer. Absolutely. If you lead by serving the Lord and lead by 
fully confident that it's all about him. It's all of yes. him. And it has, it's not about you. Absolutely. And I think many of us are in situations in which we have leaders in our lives who mm-hmm. are leading us and without them even saying it, we can sniff out the difference. Yes. It's an intangible piece yes. that we can sniff out. And so if you desire to be a leader that is God honoring and strong like Deborah, it starts with having your identity held and your calling held within in the truth of God mm-hmm. and, and nothing about what you project or what you want or yes. what you're planning. Well, and as a leader, I can't, if, if I am not experienced that prioritizing my own understanding of what God has called me to be mm-hmm. and the confidence that comes with that, I have no chance of calling it out in anyone else. Mm-hmm. I, I can't recognize the God-given abilities, the God-ordained callings in my brother or my sister if I haven't trained myself first to see it in myself. Mm-hmm. So there's a I don't know, a sharedness in that, you know, that thing that comes up when, when someone calls something out in you, a gift that maybe you're insecure about the Holy Spirit working in that and the excitement and the growth that comes from that as leaders, if we are not engaging in that, in God's process and building that in ourselves, we'll never see it in anyone else. And what a waste. I I mean, I, I'll just stay home if that's the case. I don't, I don't want to just be bossing people around for no reason. It, so it needs good. to be about God and about His kingdom and about there is nothing like watching a younger brother or sister in Christ come to life mm. in their gifts so and get to see the fruit of it. Oh, I will stand back with my little, I don't know, my little cheerleader hands pom-pom. or whatever it is, my pom-poms, make it celebrating that mm-hmm. all day long. All day long. That's, that's, that's it. That is so true. We have to... We have to embrace it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy to say, oh, no, 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 I'm not, not, not. But it's not you that did it. It's no, God it's that never. did it. So you're really celebrating yes. what God has over created and over in you. He says that God is the one. He routed the enemies, it says. I can't remember what verse, but it's in there. God is the one. He did the work. Um, when the Lord routed Sisera, all the chariots, all the army, this is in 415. It was always him. Mm-hmm. And then we learn in the song, it's because of a flood. You know, So all those chariots that they were so afraid of, God did it. They didn't do it. God sent water so the chariots couldn't, they all got mm-hmm. stuck in the mud. Isn't that interesting? He used <laughs> natural disaster yeah. to appropriate his plan. He did it. Mm-hmm. It was his calling. Deborah shared it. She called out the strength of Barak. And Barak is the one who went over that hill, leading 10,000. He did it. He did it. And he, he was able to find that courage. And... The, all of that was because she was listening and she was sharing and she was confident and she was calling it out. Mm, those are some hard things and brave things to do. And yes. the third thing that we see about Deborah, she was the busy go-to girl. She heard from God, but then she also did, she was brave in hard things. Yes. In chapter four, verses nine and 10, it says she got up and she went with Barak. And then later she said, has the Lord not gone before you? Yes. I mean, she did the hard things. If you just can imagine the context of the slavery and the oppression, and then just the image of Barack going over the hill with the 10,000, is that what you said? Yeah. 10,000 people. I mean, that is, that's a massive yes. surge of people and leaning. And that she probably felt very responsible for. Because she told him. Because it, she was the one who said, this is what God has called us to do. So in oh, some good. way, she has some responsibility for that. And so, and it's funny. I mean, 10,000 sounds like so much, but they were way, they shouldn't have won. Yeah, they were they, in they the really shouldn't because there were 900 yeah. chariots. So it's like, it's like an infantry facing army tanks. Wow. It, it shouldn't have worked mm. only because of God did it work. But again, that shows their courage because Deborah and Barack standing there 
and to have her, so this is the second time she gives him instruction, spring into action. I think the Mm -hmm. net Bible says it that way. And he does, he obeys Mm -hmm. God through Deborah's leadership. But I I, I imagine being her standing there watching all Mm -hmm. her entire, all of her people Mm -hmm. go into a battle that she, she is certain of because God has given her the calling, but that's a huge amount of trust. And it absolutely exactly personifies what you're talking about, her courage. Golly. And to have to wait for the things to play out. Yeah. To watch it. To watch it play (laughs) out. I mean, that just speaks, that gives me goosebumps right now because so many times in my life, I'm standing here believing that God is working, believing that he will give me victory, believing that Mm -hmm. he is who he says he is, but I'm only we're only at the phase in which I'm seeing the, the soldiers go down into the to valley mm-hmm. to, to attack. And I just have to wait yeah. and trust and let things play out. And that may be where you are today, listener. You may be in the middle of this, this war, this siege mm-hmm. in which you believe God, but you don't know how it's going to end. You trust that it will end as he says he is, but you're still in the middle parts of it playing out. Yeah. This is the moment, like Deborah, that we can... Be brave in doing hard things and trust in the name of the Lord and what He has said He's going to do. That's right. However it plays out. That's right. And so I just hope that that is an encouragement to you. Me too. Um, she was brave and did a hard thing. She believed God at His word and was obedient. And that was the thing, I think, that gave her strength yes. over and over again. She was obedient. She didn't question, really, God? Let's put this on a dry board, a dry race board, and, <laughs> and see, is this really what you mean? Yes. Let me call in everyone I know, yes. get their get their input. Yes. Let's make a plan that we know. How are we actually going to defeat these chariots? Yes. Because counting on a flood when it's not raining doesn't really work. Does not work. No. And that is God's MO throughout (laughs) doing things which are unexpected and really Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Right. The way that God does. So in your life, he may be right on the brink of doing something unexpected and unbelievable to bring about his Mm -hmm. victory for you. The thing that I love too, and I see in her and her bravery as we've spoken to it at various points along uh, this conversation But she was grateful and she gave honor in chapter five. She gave honor and praise to God for the victory. Yes. And my girlfriend and I were talking yesterday about gratitude and, and, and we have seniors in high school and they're graduating. And at that stage, you begin to wonder, have I done enough? You, you begin to want to just seize every moment, Mm -hmm. every conversation, but then that can be really smothering. Yeah. That doesn't usually work well. But we were talking about how do we, how do we, how do we linger in the moments and not let them just pass. Mm. And I really think that gratefulness is a key to that. Gratefulness stops time when you can say, God, thank you for this moment where I can have scrambled eggs with my kid. Thank you, God, for this moment that his dirty shoe or his shoes are on the floor. Thank you, God. But it's that grateful piece. And I see that in her story after the great things that God has done. To take that moment and the power of gratefulness in this moment, it also fills in a lot of the spaces that we didn't know about in the battle. It does, And yes. all the things. But I just think that the, the gratefulness part yes. to these two chapters is key yep. because it, it, it continues to affirm the fact that it was all about God's victory. It was yes. all about His plan from the very beginning. You know, in their song, one of the very first things she does— is she celebrates that the leaders took the lead and the people offered themselves willingly. That's Mm. somewhere at the beginning of chapter five. And that's a great leadership piece too. She doesn't Mm. stand up there and say, we did it. Aren't y'all glad you did what I said? I told you. Mm. 
that it was going to happen. Some of you didn't believe me, Barack. It happened just like I said it would. None of that. It's she is celebrating. Thank you. Talking to the different leaders there who showed up and followed her and listened and supported what, what God had called them to do. And that celebration that again, I, I think I've probably said this too many times today, but that is a big leadership lesson right there mm-hmm. that she celebrated not necessarily the outcome, but she celebrated that in the process they could fight together. Mm-hmm. They could fight side by side, mm-hmm. that they came when God called mm-hmm. and that they offered themselves willingly. Mm-hmm. And I think every time someone in our sphere of influence comes to serve God willingly, we should be the first one mm-hmm. celebrating it. They need to hear it mm-hmm. specifically from us, that we've seen it, that we see what's coming from it, that we acknowledge the hardship of it. And I think that goes exactly with what you're talking about with, with gratitude. That gives us the right perspective mm-hmm. that this battle is shared. Mm-hmm. It's not ever meant to be something that we win on our own efforts. Mm-hmm. It's always and meant to be something we, we tackle together. That's so good. And we see that um, in that first part where it says uh, the in chapter 5, verse 1, Then Deborah and Barak, the son of whoever, sang on that day, <laughs> saying, Tell me what you were telling me about that over lunch, because that is so cool. I had not envisioned well, this picture. I love this part. And I learned this. You can look at it. It's in the footnote of the ESV study Bible for chapter 5. Verse one, because the text says that then sang Deborah and Barak. So it says who Barak is. Then, then they sang. But when you look at the original language, that when it says sang right there, it's actually singular feminine. So it, it, it really means then she sang and Barak. So the image that I have, it, it's this image of inclusion. Uh, I think that kind of the assumption made there is that this was Deborah's celebration. This was her song to sing. She is the one who, you mentioned this at the very beginning. We don't really see her weaknesses. You know, that we, we can make some assumptions, but she, she led well. And now is the time to say, look guys, here's my song. We did it. <laughs> and instead I, I imagine her pulling Barack up there and saying, we did it. Mm. I, she sang with Barack. They sang mm. is how, is kind of how that, that comes together in kind of a, a choppy, awkward way. And I love that because right from, and, and then right from there, we see so much of, of her leadership mm-hmm. and her inclusion of Barack. Mm-hmm. I see this as a woman who had been called to leadership, who pulled in her little brother in a way that brought out the very best in him and allowed him to do a very hard, very courageous thing. And he's remembered in mm-hmm. Hebrews, he's listed by name. Mm-hmm. So this is really amazing. And again, this, this gives me, I, this is such a passion in my heart. And I have some little brothers in ministry that I love to celebrate. You know, our, our brothers, when we see them living up to what the, instead of feeling like uh, they're limiting what we are able to do, why don't we start celebrating that we get to do this together and include one another, brothers, including sisters and sisters, including brothers and celebrating each other in not so much any of the, um, what everyone else around us would say we should or shouldn't be doing, but instead what God has called us to do mm. as family. That's good. There's so much beauty in that. And I just, that really got me because the image I have is of Deborah standing there after this battle, pulling a, mm. pulling a really tired, maybe a little bit discouraged Barack up right next to her, putting his, putting her arm around him and saying, look, mm. let's sing, let's celebrate that's so because good. look what God has done. Gosh, that's so good. The humility of Deborah her is humility. displayed over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And the humility of just knowing that it's all about 
God has, it's not her. She's just being obedient to him. Now, when she talks about herself in the song, she just says, I'm the mother, I'm your mother. Mm -hmm. And we don't know that she was a mother. That's not listed Mm -hmm. in the beginning in the, the narrative part of chapter four, but she was, she was their mama and she, she came alongside all of them. Uh, in a way, I just, I would have loved to see them celebrating after this Me victory too. and, and their attachment to her as, as their spiritual mother. Gosh, I've never had a moment to sit in chapters four and five of Judges. Mm-hmm. I've read through it. Um, I've read a certain little things about her, but to sit with them mm-hmm. for this little bit has been really inspiring of what God can do. And one of the questions that we ask is, who is she? But we also say who God is to her, he is to me. So I wanted to go through in chapter five and just list the ways in which she proclaims God was to her. We see in verses four or five that she calls God powerful Mm -hmm. because he, he does all these things through nature. Yes. And it's amazing. It's amazing. What are some of the things that do you have it in there? No, that's just, I just, I I have the same, just that the way that she describes that her leadership is God focused right from the start. As soon as she says, thank you all for showing up when God called. God did it, and these are all the ways. Look yeah. what He did. Very yeah, God the focused. earth quaked, the heavens yes. dripped, the clouds dripped, the mountains quaked. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the physical power displayed by God. Yeah. And so in your life, if you need to hear today that God is powerful, He was powerful to Deborah, and He is that to you, mm-hmm. that He can move mountains, He can shake the yes. earth, He can move in your life in mind-blowing ways. Yes. You just might be in the middle of a chapter. Yep. The second thing I saw that how who God was to her was in verse 11. He was righteous. Mm-hmm. And this one I love, but then I don't love because <laughs> it means that he was right. He was right. He was right in everything he does. Mm-hmm. He uh, His ways are right. So that translates to the thing that is going on in your life is right. Mm-hmm. And that is hard to say sometimes. Yeah. Um, the sin is not right. But what God is doing in the midst of working through the hard things is right. He is right. And don't forget that what we're learning at the end of chapter four and the begin and they're celebrating in five is a battle that happens after 20 years. Mm, so for most of Deborah's days, it was sitting under the palm dealing with people mm. who were really struggling and hoping and, pro- and, and praying mm-hmm. and, and believing all of these things that God was. But she was listening so that when he said, now's the time, she was able to say, let's go, mm-hmm. call him in, That's and then good. was able to celebrate that they obeyed. But there were, there were many days that did not years. feel like victory. Mm-hmm. 20 years, they were tormented mm-hmm. and oppressed severely. Mm-hmm. We can't just read over that without pausing. Mm-hmm. Because that was the context, and then God shows up in power, and mm-hmm. He was non, no less powerful during those years of And He slavery. was no less right. Exactly. Ooh. Ouch. I got to let that just sit. I got to go. Unlock the he door. Was, I got to go. Oh, my God. There, he was Ooh. no less right in the midst of those 20 yeah. years of slavery. That hurts. <laughs> All right. So the next thing is that he was a helper in chapter uh, five, verse 23. Mm-hmm. We see that he was a helper. It says that because they did not come to the help of the Lord, to the help of the Lord against Almighty. So God was helping, but some people were not participating That's right. in that help. That's right. And so we need to know that he is a helper. He is always working and you have mm-hmm. a choice. 
mm-hmm. to be a part of what he's doing yeah. or not. And you can look through there because she, in this song, in chapter five, it's specific which tribes did and didn't, mm-hmm. which ones showed up and which, and so you, you can see that more clearly if you That's look at really that. good. And mm-hmm. we all have a choice yes. uh, whether we're going to be participating with yeah. them or not. And then in verse 31, I also saw, and I'll ask you in a minute if you saw anything else, Jamie, but mm-hmm. God was to her, he was victorious. And it says in verse 31 that, uh, so let all your enemies perish, O Lord, but let those who love him be like the rising of the sun in its might. And the land was at rest for 40 years. (laughs) He was victorious. Yeah, which is Deborah's lifetime, most likely. I mean, it's we don't know exactly how many years, but that probably was about Mm. it. He was victorious. Yeah. I love that the ESV says that may your friends be like the sun Mm. as he rises. I, I love that picture that at the end of this whole thing of all of her leadership, so your, en- your enemies, we don't have to worry about them. You got them. They're going to perish. You took care of that. But your friends are, are rising up with you. They, they We shine with him, like him, for him, mm-hmm. like the sun. Oh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. And I think friends, sometimes we get the expectation that there are girls that we go to the mall with and get our nails done with, (laughs) and they're the ones that we can call. Uh But there is a very broad understanding of friendship um, that if we keep it with the expectation of the nail and mall girls, that we're going to be disappointed because oftentimes those friendships and ministries are those that we partner together with in Mm -hmm. service. There's those that we share our hearts with in hard times. Mm -hmm. There's seasonal friendships that come and go. And Mm -hmm. so um, if you hear, oh, if I do the hard thing and and obey God and I'm wise, then God's going to give me lots of friends. It may look a lot different than what you think, but as you get into the habit of serving in a community of believers Mm -hmm. in your church, um, in organizations that, that serve people, Mm -hmm. you will have brothers and sisters come alongside of you because you can't not as you're serving the Lord. And celebrate it. Celebrate that. that. There's nothing like hearing one year at a retreat, uh, someone share their heart about something they're struggling with. And then the next time you see them hearing how they're learning, maybe that very rarely is the whole battle over, but often it can be, this is what I'm learning. Mm. This is how God has been good to me. This is what I'm, this is how he's proven himself faithful. This is what I've learned from his word. Those are the things we celebrate. That's really good. Mm -hmm. And that just looks like, I am so excited for you. Let's Mm -hmm. just take a moment Mm -hmm. and lead in that moment and Mm -hmm. say, let's just be grateful to God. That's what celebrating looks like when you come alongside somebody. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have anything else to add? Well, the only other thing that I love about Deborah is in Hebrews 11, the Hall of Faith, uh, I, I really studying through these narratives throughout the scripture. It's neat to see how God remembers them when he gives the whole Hall of Faith. And talks about by faith, these people did all of these things. And one of the things is in Hebrews 11, it's verses 32 through 34. He talks about the faith in kind of the chronology of the judges. And he lists Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah. Now, Barak wasn't. Deborah was the judge, not Barak. And I never would have seen that all these years. You know, I never, ever would have noticed that. But Deborah's not listed, Barak is. And mm. I, I wonder about that. And mm. I kind of wonder, and it kept, later in that passage, it says that they were made strong out of weakness and became mighty in war. Mm. And I think the lesson is that in Deborah's unique spot to be able to believe God, to come out of or, or in the midst of her busy life, to be able to believe and listen 
and do and lead out in what God had said and what God was calling his people to do, she got to be the one to help Barak become mighty in war. And I'm telling you, every day of the week, I would rather someone I called courage out in be the one listed, be the one that's saying this, Barak became mighty in war. And I I just think, and again, this isn't in the text. It doesn't say this anywhere in the Bible. But I wonder if somewhere up in that cloud of witnesses, if Deborah, when, when the scripture was coming together, if she sees this and she sees this account and God's remembering of his people all the way through there, if I wonder if she sees Barak and instead of saying, hey, I was the judge, not Barak, <laughs> I wonder if instead she was finding him to give mm-hmm. a fist bump or a high five or a ginormous hug mm-hmm. to celebrate what he was able to do because we don't, we don't really know what all God is still going to do. And we don't know every detail that happened in all those 20 and 40 years. Mm-hmm. But man, I would love to think that I could be humble enough like Deborah mm. to celebrate when someone else instead of me mm. gets the credit for the time I was a leader. Gosh. That's pretty great. That is pretty great. That's 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 pretty that's a pretty wonderful example. And wow. I'm I don't mean that's pretty great. I mean she was yes. great because Yes. Because of what she learned and how she leaned into the Lord. That is an amazing quality of a leader mm-hmm. who loves the Lord. And, and how him. would it shape our churches if this became our attitude? If mm-hmm. Deborah's attitude, if her responses, her motives, her courage became how we were with mm-hmm. one another. That would just be transformative. Yeah, it would. And um, in our churches and our families. Yeah, and our battles for... Our battles for who's in charge. Man, we just need to let that settle on our hearts. Mm -hmm. And we pray that as we are ending this, our time, our conversation together, that the Lord will continue to work that out um, and play that out and teach you uh, what that looks like for your life, for your situation, Mm -hmm. for where you're at, for what He has called you to do. I love her. I I love her too. I think she's so great. And I'm not intimidated by her anymore because (laughs) I think that if she saw us, in the church halls that she would give us a big hug and say, tell me, tell me what God is doing and let's celebrate it together. She would would be one of those sisters that you pour your heart out to with all your frustration. And she'd be one of those ones, you know, the type that in two or three sentences could just set your perspective Mm. straight and you'd walk away encouraged Mm. and full of wisdom, Mm. you know, encouraged by that. She just, that's really good. She just had that, that certainty within herself Mm -hmm. that she, she didn't need anything from anyone else. She didn't have to have be propped up. She didn't need uh, reassurance from all these other people because she had everything she needed from God. That was so good. So that way she could just be with them. She could just celebrate them and be their mother and be compassionate toward them. And she had everything <laughs> she needed from God. Yeah. And may we all ladies have that as our pursuit and our goal Mm -hmm. in all the different seasons that we're walking through and in all the different responsibilities that we have. But we are so grateful that you tuned in and listened. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next month with Car Chat Podcast. (laughs) 